Matt Will. No L's, just sevens. This is the bliss, licking they lips, Twitter with this, minimal risk, finity shifts, ribbon on rib, quick in the hits, first on the list, this, mad will, going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of rain and entertainment, yeah, another day, another pod, all these thoughts are up facade, so I had to ask him what he got, said he got a lot, said he got a lot of what, got a lot of shifts, and it's time for the daily blitz. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 26th, and welcome back to the Daily Blitz Pod, your regular host at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. Mr. Matt Williams, our good friend and regular host, is not here today, but I am your co-host, co-pilot, and good friend, Big Johnny Stud at MLB Moving AVG, or just type in NFL Moving Averages on the Bluebird Twitter machine to get at us any time of day, any day of that week. Welcome back. We're putting the Daily back into the Daily Blitz. Yesterday, we did our recap of the games, of the betting board, of the DFS plays, plus the Monday Night Football look ahead. Tuesdays, we'll be doing injury reports and waiver ads with the big guy. I think we'll just go right down the entire injury board, and let's get down to it. You know when you hang with me, you get nuance. I've never been known to shy away from hard work. Arizona Cardinals up first. DeAndre Hopkins did pop up in the injury report with the Q tag, listed as a non-participant in Monday's estimated practice report with a hamstring injury reports the Cardinals' official site. So what's that mean to us? Pretty easy. Any Cardinals wideouts that are not owned, I think you got to get them on your squad just in case, particularly looking at A.J. Green. He's been the odd man out as far as rostership goes, but a lot of the numbers are there. 17 and a third percent target share, 25% of all air yards on the season with the double-digit A dot. Nothing wrong with all that. Easy ad for A.J. Green. If, listen, other league mates think he's dust, you want a part of that prolific offense. Okay, let's keep scanning the board and see what we got. And then maybe we'll come back and do a whole little overview. Baltimore Ravens have a couple of offensive pieces out. Watkins, questionable, no tag. Lat Murray, questionable, no tag. I'd be looking for Bateman probably a little late on that. As far as the Ravens running back room, I got to be honest. I'm really not interested in any of that whatsoever. I'm going to just keep making my way down the board. I'm just going to skip past any teams without any major injuries that don't affect fantasy. want to keep this show, you know, a little bit on the shorter end if you got to listen to my big mouth kind of ramble every single day. As we continue, continue, continue. All right, I got the Cleveland Browns. We know they've had some injuries really on both sides of the offense, and now Donovan's People Jones did not practice Monday. He's got the groin. You have to look at that. Landry left that game late. He didn't practice Monday due to a knee injury. You're going to have to look at that. Beckham did produce, so for the people think about dropping Beckham. I hope you didn't, though I'm really not on board with him as a game changer anymore. I got stung by him in DFS a couple times this season, and man, I think I'm pretty much throwing in the towel, but 22.5% target share in the year for Beckham, 34% of the air yards, you know, all the things you're really looking for, 15-yard A dot. Everything's in place for Beckham, those inputs, I mean, to get the outputs, but it really hasn't happened yet. Back to the relative ads on the board. Not that I'm really clamoring for either of these guys, but if you're in a desperate situation or an extremely deep league, I think you got to be looking at Rashard Higgins and or Anthony Schwartz, just in case, right? Rashard Higgins, 13% of the targets when he's on the field, 19% of the air yards, with the double-digit A dot, really just checking the boxes that we're looking for. Schwartz target share a little bit lower at 7, but they do target him pretty deep. His A dot is over 20. So if you're looking for that long shot TD, Desan Jackson,
play-action style play. That's always on the board, though the Browns not really known for throwing long again. This point of the season, with buys and injuries, desperation can be a stinky cologne. Let's keep this train moving. Next up, America's team. Usually we are talking about players being deducted. How about one being added? Michael Gallup has been designated to return from injured reserve on Monday, reports Rob Phillips on the Cowboys official site. That calf injury is okay if somehow he slipped through the cracks, jump on the waiver wire and add him immediately. He has a chance to be a impact player immediately for the Cowboys, though you do have to wonder with all the mouths to feed already how that's going to affect the target tree. On deck, Denver Broncos set to get impact player Jerry Judy back on the field. Bronco fans excited about that one. Head coach Vic Fangio said Friday he expects Judy to return from injured reserve in advance of the team's Week 8 game against the Washington football team on Halloween. Got to queue up Jerry Judy. What's that mean to the fantasy game? Probably not too much, except anybody with those Tim Patrick shares. You probably can get rid of those with some degree of confidence off the Detroit Rock City we go. Lions have had ton of injuries in the wide receiver room. Quintus Cephas is on injured reserve. He's gone. Terrell Williams is not on track to be activated from the injured reserve ahead of the game this week, as far as we know. So what's that mean? You gotta look at Khalif Raymond for the Lions. If he hasn't been scooped up, decent game last week, 6 for 115. But more importantly, we're always looking at those input stats here. On the Daily Blitz, 14.5% of the target share when he's on the field, 31 and a third percent of the air yards, and the A dot up over 12. Plus, he is a red zone threat. He really melds well with Goff. I think that style of play really works well. Goff generally not looking to stretch the field. Cue up Raymond. If he hasn't been picked up yet, you really might have a player that actually makes an impact for the rest of the season here. Remember, forget those preseason priors, everybody. We are in the muck and the mire. Oh, big injury up next. Maybe the biggest on the board. Superstar, wide receiver one. My dude, Devontae Adams on the Green Bay Packers popped up on the COVID-19 list. I don't think you're going to be seeing him. The report is this. Adam said earlier in the season he's vaccinated, which means his placement on the list is due to a positive test result. He'll need to test negative twice before activation, which is unlikely to happen before Thursday. Thursday's game. Oh my goodness, shock waves through the fantasy industry. However, sometimes when the door gets closed, the window gets cracked open. Marquez Valdez Scantling with the hamstring has a chance to return for Thursday's game against the Cardinals reports Ryan Wood. So you're gonna have to keep Valdez circled absolutely add him just in case even if you don't need him i'd probably add him just in case the packers have been looking for another place to go with the ball i think that actually could help adams in the future even after he returns so get up on valdez scantling absolutely and outside of that for maybe my cheapskates out there with the short arms and the deep pockets you could probably circle the lizard alan lazard 11 percent of the target share when he's out there 13 percent of the air yards and the double digit a dot that's like my triple slash of wide receiver inputs when all those are you know checked in the double digits something you got to look at Lazard certainly going to be part of the offense in my opinion if Scantling doesn't suit up and you have no Adams and the Cardinals are going to be scoring where is the ball going to go you do the math that's how I like to go through the process people with fantasy it's just a matter of opportunities those targets are the currency that we deal in let's move it on Houston Texas getting a nice addition most possibly it's not definite but it looks like Tyrod Taylor coming off the injured reserve with the hamstring will return to practice on Wednesday reports Adam Schefter pretty reliable so what's that mean if he slips through the cracks you 
absolutely want to go after Tyrod Taylor. He is not a bad quarterback. He's a professional quarterback, and in a bye week replacement, you could do a little bit worse. Remember, against a bad defense in Jacksonville, he went 291 and 2 with 4 for 40 on the ground. Not bad, finished as a QB1. Other ripple effects, in case people are not hip to it, now might be a good time to throw out an offer for Brandon Cooks. Remember, when Taylor is on the field, Cooks is a legit weapon, and even as bad as the offense has been, he could be a wide receiver one. Again, always just part of the calculus. Kick the tires, turn over every stone, make sure everyone is paying attention, people. Over to Las Vegas and those Raiders, Darren Waller, popped up as a late scratch on Sunday. I believe it was an ankle, so always something to keep an eye on, and my boy Matt, your host, generally would say it's time to go to the island of Foster Moreau. He stepped right in, he was a part of the offense, and I believe we got six for 60 and one, which is tight end one, and if you're in trouble in that department, Moreau is somebody you could want to get after. Ankle injuries sometimes do kind of linger, and even if they don't, they're very easily re-aggravated. Also, can't forget Josh Jacobs, that was my DFS loss when you lose a guy in game what can you do people he's listed as questionable he sustained a chest contusion in the win over the eagles but he is expected to be fine so luckily you won't have to parse out the difference between Kenyon drake and peyton barber a <laughs> formula that probably nobody is looking forward to crunching so with jacob's back he should get the lion's share i think you give him a go i'd leave those other guys on the shelf to foxborough we go First up on the injury report, Jonu Smith questionably exited Sunday's game against the Jets after suffering a shoulder injury. So, Hunter Henry, I'm sure you're probably queuing him up anyway, but he's another potential trade target. I think the big waiver look here has got to be Brandon Bolden. He just stepped into that James White role after the Patriots lost White. We know they like to play close to the line of scrimmage. We know they like to put Mac Jones in a position to make high percentage throws. Enter Brandon Bolden. More than 10% of the targets when he's in the air. However, it's a 1% air target share and a 0.4 A dot, but this is a running back. So those targets being more valuable than carries can get you where you need to go with a cheap kind of flex play when your back's against the wall. He went 6 for 79 and 1 against the Jets. So whenever I think you'll see the Patriots worried about the front Seven on the other side. Remember, Jets defense front seven is not terrible. Just because the jersey is bad doesn't mean that every single player on a team is bad. Mosley is a ball hawk. New England took advantage of that. They had him, you know, zigging when he should have been zagging. And Bolden was just a nightmare for them around the line of scrimmage. So you got to look for Brandon Bolden as an ad. Remember, the Patriots do have the Chargers coming up. So if the Patriots end up behind, you could have the makings of another perfect game script for Bolden. Off to the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 Jets. What happened there? Oh, Ty Johnson with the questionable tag exited Sunday's game against the Patriots, evaluated for a concussion. That status is still up in the air. So in the meantime, listen, you got to be looking at Michael Hurricane Carter, right? 11 carries for 37, not great, but eight catches for 67 through the air. And he was the snap leader, 47 snaps with 72%. So without Johnson, the doorway could be open for the Jets to actually have, it's not a bell cow, but at least a lion's share running back. I think that leaves Carter as the most talented player. Questions at quarterback. Now I brought in Joe Flacco. Things getting pretty desperate. You could be seeing Carter repeating that kind of seven, eight, nine reception potential per game. A guy.
guy you absolutely have to add. He might be my top running back ad for the week. Speaking of top running back ads for the week, the Eye of Sauron, everybody and their mom will be looking at the Philadelphia Eagles fly. Eagles fly in that backfield having lost Miles Sanders. Sanders is considered week to week with a low ankle sprain. Coach Nick Sirianni told Dave Zangaro of NBC Sports Philly. So you're going to have to get a piece of that backfield. Like I said, everyone going to be focused there. Kenneth Gainwell, last week, five attempts on the ground for 20 yards, but four for 41 in the score for the air. Other side, Boston Scott, seven attempts on the ground for 21, where he got the score on the ground. One catch for five yards. This one is the head scratcher. I think it goes to Gainwell. He was the snap leader, 35 snaps to Boston Scott's 23. Gainwell's representing 51% of the team staffs. Remember, Sanders in for almost everything when he's healthy, that first 17%. So Gainwell really went off for Scott at 2-1, to one, and then we look at the opportunities. It was 9-8, to eight, whereas a little bit closer. This one could be a game script kind of thing. If Philly gets ahead, really not something they're known for right now, though they do have Detroit next week. I think it's Gainwell for the season, but it might be Scott for this weekend. So remember, coaches don't care about our fantasy teams, but also one week of usage does not a season make. Meaning if Gainwell were to not be used this weekend because Philly is up and they prefer Scott on the ground, then so be it. If Gainwell gets dropped, that's still a guy you want to add. The kind of player I am, I always like to keep my eyes kind of down range on the battlefield, thinking two, three, even four weeks ahead when possible. Okay, so that's the rundown of the injury report. I guess let's do a quick summation at the quarterback position, I'm looking at Tyrod Taylor. And then, you know, listen, if Trevor Lawrence is out there or Tua is still out there, those are all viable pieces that could stick. Running backs, of course, it's Gainwell, but also Michael Carter, the Hurricane for the JETS near the top of the list. Wide receivers, it's probably Khalif Raymond. Don't want to forget about Marquez Scantling. If I had my pick, tight ends, not sure if I mentioned any, but... C.J. Ozuma coming off a good game for the Bengals. He's viable if Ricky Seals-Jones is still out there. He's viable. Oh, yeah, and of course, the island of Foster Moreau, who I did mention. So I think you got somebody at every spot there. And if I did happen to leave anybody out or left any questions for you, you can get at me any time of day, any day of the week on the Bluebird machine. Just type in NFL Moving Averages. Look for John Legaza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. Or you can hit up my good friend, co-host, and partner, your buddy, Matt Williams, M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. Pretty, pretty please from the bottom of my heart. Get down, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast because that stuff really, really matters in the world in the age of algorithms that we live in today. So thanks for picking up what we were putting down here at the Daily Blitz Podcast. Remember, I'm your host, Big John. Everybody, enjoy the games. Enjoy your day when we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay, everybody. Check you tomorrow. Peace.